Thank you for joining the Dark Light Podcast. Here at the Dark Light Podcast, you will find information about the absolute truth. Hang on tight as we go to discover the light in the darkness. I don't think that there's any conflict at all between science today and the scriptures. This is a direct quote from Billy Graham, as told to David Frost in one of several interviews over the course of 33 years. Once again, we come to the realization that the truth, although hidden, is knowable. The question of science and the correlating subject of origins, beginnings, the creation of the world, the creation of the universe, have been at the forefront of not only evangelical Christian debates, but the scientific community as well. Many so-called Christian evangelical physicists have created a standard model for how to explain the dichotomies between the evolutionary model, the so-called scientific evolutionary model, and the Bible the Jewish, Christian, Old Testament scriptures and the creation story found in the book of Genesis. Genesis is the first book of the Holy Bible for Jews and Christians, this book of origins is critical to the foundation of all religious belief and thinking. All of our ideas about 
who God is, how God functions, whether there even is a God, is found in the verses and words and ideas laid down in the book of Genesis. Most rabbis and Jewish scholars go even further and suggest that in the first chapter of the book of Genesis, we find the 72 sublime names for God himself. Why is this so important? Because as in Islam, which has 99 names for God, the 72 names of God depict to the Jewish mind the ideas and the complexities of the divine mind. These names for God are more than just words, more than just a name. They have embedded in the letters of the words themselves an esoteric property, an esoteric principle which is found in all of the Jewish ideologies and scriptures. It is extremely important to understand that the foundational concepts of religion as we know it today, specifically of the three Abrahamic religions, Judaism, Islam, and Christianity, the three Abrahamic religions are all based on the book of Genesis. Without exception, the story presented in the book of Genesis, specifically in the first chapter of Genesis, the creation story, the creation of the world, and arguably the creation of the universe, is presented from a perspective that is considered absolute to the foundation of religion itself. It is virtually impossible to believe in God and ignore the book of Genesis as it is written 
in the Pentateuch, in the Talmud, in the Holy Scriptures, in the Bible of the Christian. It is beyond comprehension how any individual who claims to be a Christian, who claims to be a follower of the divine, could in any way ignore the most basic, fundamental assertions as written down in the book of Genesis. Without the book of Genesis, we have no foundation for what comes next. We have no understanding of how to arrange the God model. There is no possible way to grasp the inner meanings of the books which followed the book of Genesis, which create for us the Holy Scriptures, which are strongly established in the Abrahamic religions. Bits and pieces of all of the stories, of all of the concepts which are laid down in the subsequent teachings, whether it be in Christianity, Islam, or Judaism, all of the foundational ideas are founded on the basic statements found within the book of Genesis. So let's understand that it's imperative for theologians, evangelical Christians, traditional Roman Catholic Christians, the Pope himself cannot deny the teachings found within the book of Genesis. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 begins with the words in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth these words hold within their meaning a very all-inclusive understanding 
that God, Creator God, the one Creator God, needed no helpers to create the universe and to create the world which we live in. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was formless and void. In these words, the foundation of creation is being laid. The details, the basic building blocks in the concept of how creation functions is being laid down. To ignore these basic statements of fact as revealed in the Bible, the Holy Scriptures, the Divine Word, the words of God. To deny and to ignore these basic fundamental concepts is to deny the entire idea that there is a God and there is a Creator God and there is only one Creator God who created both the universe and the world in which we live. Let me be perfectly clear to sidestep this fundamental idea of fact is to sidestep the concept of the existence of God. It is so important that we hold to this concept of the one creator God that it can never be said that there is a way to augment a way to twist these basic statements in a way to make them blend, coincide, or in any way be instrumentally the same as a concept which violates the idea of a God, a creator God, in the first place. This is the reason why evangelical Christians 
such as Billy Graham and now the Billy Graham Foundation, insists that the Word of God, the book of Genesis, the creation story as laid out in Genesis chapter 1, is somehow in alignment with the so-called scientific evolutionary model. One of the most basic tenets of evolution is that there is no actual need for a God. Stephen Hawkins, one of the great physicists of all time, made that very clear in his writings. The idea that the evolutionary model where the entire universe is created out of a Big Bang explosion is dependent on a creator God is not only absurd but impossible. Yet many scientists today physicists, astrophysicists chemists biologists geologists insist that there is no inherent discrepancy between the evolutionary scientific model and the creation model presented in Genesis chapter 1. The first issue that is clearly in conflict is the idea of the fact that God is the creator of the universe as well as the world we live in. To idealize and to segment, compartmentalize these two dichotomies is to ignore the fundamental idea that God is not subject to being placed in a box created by science. And yet, this is exactly what Billy Graham says when he says, and I quote, obviously 
by the time God created man on the sixth day, there is no mention of dinosaurs. Therefore, they must have died off long before the creation of man. Unquote. So let's take a look at the story of Genesis. Man was created on the sixth day of the creation week. On the first day of the creation week, what did God create? It says, and God said, let there be light. And there was light. And the evening and the morning were the first day. Many scientists and theologians who ascribe to the idea that science and religion can somehow coalesce and that the creation story of the Bible can somehow be rectified through science suggests that the epochs of time within at least the first four days of the creation story are undetermined amounts of time. The evening and the morning were the first day. Without the understanding of the critical concept of evening and morning making a day, we ignore the fact that in the creation story, as written in the book of Genesis, God is determining the day. There is a scientific explanation for how a day is created. And in spite of this knowledge within the scientific community, within the theological community, many argue that there is no way to know what a day actually was. What did it consist of before the third or fourth day of creation? As described in the book of Genesis. Why is that? Well, it's a twofold reason. On the first day of creation, God did not create the sun, but instead he created light. Therefore, darkness was uncreated. It was the panoply of God, his covering. It was self-existent. So, to get around that problem, scientists, as well as theologians, simply say, we don't know how much time went by. But, as 
a simple grade school student child knows the way in which we determine the 24 hours of a day is not by the sun. We like to say the sun rises and the sun sets. But we know that a day actually consists of the revolution, the turning of the earth on its axis. And one revolution of the earth turning on its axis creates one day. The fact that God specifically states that the evening and the morning created one day shows that God understood that there was no need for the sun in order to determine what one day in the creation story actually is. There is no deviation in the seven days of the creation story in the book of Genesis. There is no deviation from the evening and the morning creating the day. Whether or not science, religion, theologians, physicists agree or disagree, it matters not. What matters is that the truth be understood, that the truth about the creation story be accepted as the God model. Immediately all sorts of questions, problems arise simply because we have two views of how the universe was formed. One needs a creator God in order to speak the universe, the world, into existence. The other model needs nothing but space and time. Of course, that raises the question of where did space and time come from? But science has no answer for that. So they ignore that question permanently so that the Big Bang arises out of nothingness. Of course, the same question can be asked of where did God come from? And therein lies the secret to the creation story of the book of Genesis. In the beginning, God created. The idea, the notion, the question of where did God come from 
is answered by God himself to Moses when he said, My name is I am that I am, the self-existent one. In the mind of scientists, space-time is the self-existent one. The problem with that is that space-time can be manipulated, dissolved within a black hole. Space-time as a concept exists, but space-time in reality can be manipulated to the point of non-existence. Space-time did not exist, according to scientists, at the Big Bang. The Big Bang, in essence, created space-time, according to the evolutionary scientific model. So we must understand that there is no explanation from the scientific community as to the origin of space-time. Yet in the creation model, as found in the book of Genesis, space-time is created by God. God exists outside of space-time. God becomes the center of all things. Creator God becomes the number one, the Alpha and the Omega. To the Native Americans, the great mystery spirit, which was known as the Great Circle. By the time we get to the Greek world, we have the Ouroboros snake, the snake that eats its tail, the great circle. It is absolutely fundamental to understand that if we ignore the origin of species, the origin of creation, the origin of the universe, the origin of man and life itself. If we ignore those things, all of the structures and all of the ideas that come after will fall apart simply because they have no foundation. Like a house of cards. Your house is only as strong as your foundation. With no foundation, your house falls apart. 
there can be no science without foundation. There can be no exploration of science without a hypothesis that can be tested. The evolutionary model at its source cannot be tested. This is the premise behind colliders and super colliders and places like CERN. And yet, the scientists that are using CERN openly admit that it is impossible to actually create the fundamental blocks, building blocks, particles which existed in non-existence before the creation of the universe. It just can't be done. So instead, we focus on the moments right after the Big Bang occurred. And it is in that sequence of events that we perform our collider tests. It is in that sequence of understanding that we check and recheck our mathematical equations so that we literally ignore everything that came before the moment after the Big Bang. In the Genesis model, God created the world in seven days. Seven literal days. Seven days of the earth rotating on its axis. The same seven days we have today of the earth rotating on its axis. Exodus 20, 8 to 11, lets us know that God, Creator God, the God of the universe, the God of the Ten Commandments, the God of Christianity, Islam, Judaism, the one God, emphatically stated in Exodus chapter 20, verses 8 through 11. that we must remember to keep the Sabbath holy. Why? 
For in six days the Lord created the heavens and the earth and rested on the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it, made it holy. Time can only be made holy by a holy God, by a creator God, by an absolute God. All other gods must bow to the one supreme God, the one supreme creator God. In giving the Ten Commandments, Jehovah, Lord God, Creator, Lord God, let us know that there was an absolute reason why we should keep the Sabbath day holy and it was directly related to his creation and the power of his creative ability in the book of Genesis when he created the world in seven literal earth days the same literal earth days when he gave the Ten Commandments. Make no mistake, the Roman Catholic Church changed the Fourth Commandment, edited it so that it only reads Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. The Roman Catholic Church deleted the second commandment. Oh yeah, go look in your catechism. And the reason given for changing the solemnity, the holiness of the seventh day Sabbath to the first day, Sunday, is explained as the power of the church to change times and laws. Make no mistake, the creation model presented in the book of Genesis is wrapped up in time itself. To ignore this fact, as many scientists and theologians do, is to ignore the first rule found in the Bible itself, which is to the law and to the testimony 
if they speak not according to this word, it is because there is no light in them. You have been listening to The Dark Light. Thank you for joining us. Please like, subscribe, and tell your friends about The Dark Light Podcast. We would love to have you here each and every day to discover the light in the darkness.